Welcome to Essence to Essence Insights. This is Saratova Best. We are learning the book by Dr. Zelenko, Allah Shalom. Um, deeply Kabbalistic work, but we're going to say it in a uh, female way, um, in a simpli- more simplistic female way that uh, only uh, <laughs> uh, in the Ezra Snushim we have permission to do that. Okay, this is a chapter. This is the first chapter, and it's the chapter on Aleph. And remember, the essence of the book, as far as I can see, what is the purpose of the book? It's many, many, many deep Kabbalistic concepts. So the question is, and I, I really look to see what his point was. Why is he, why is he in one book probably telling us everything that he learned, um, hundreds of concepts packed into one, one book and deep Kabbalistic concepts for what purpose? And I believe that, um, it's in the introduction in which he's saying essentially, um, that when you live in a world with that is that operates by what's called the corruption of finitude, which is explained in another audio, you will not be able to survive. God forbid. It will become more and more and more difficult. When we live in a physical world, in, essentially, when we live in a physical world in which you don't see Hashem, which you don't see God, life will become more and more and more difficult. Um, and the only solution while we're doing this, we're here for a reason, which is to bring that Hashem that we don't see into this world. That's great, but it's tough doing it. It's tough doing it. It's, 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 not, it's not only that it's tough doing it, it's tough surviving this world that you have to then permeate with godly life. So it's one thing, it's almost easier. The easiest part part is making what's called a dir permeating this world with godly light, with Hashem's light. That one's easier compared to surviving while you're doing it. Surviving in this very difficult world while you're permeating it with godly light. Afterwards, you know, you'll get all the credit and 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 Hashem will say, Yashir Kayach, finally, and and You'll say, wow, glad we did it, and we came to Geula and all of that. But getting through it, mucking through it all these generations, and especially in the last seconds of Gullus, is not easy. And so the only way he's, he is suggesting to survive it is to have a deep consciousness and a deep connection to Hashem and be connected above. Uh, that's the only way we're going to make it through this while we're doing this important job. You know, the mission impossible. So... And I believe, as I've said, that this book is a training course for what he, no doubt, um, was led to through his learning, which was how to step into a life of bravery, nobility, determination. How to step into a life in which that is the way you live. You're brave, you are noble, you are determined. What will enable you to step into such a life and maintain it and not back down and maintain your malchus and become a leader? And even in his case, and certainly in our case as well, certainly we're being empowered to do that. 
to be those whom, through whom the merit through whom, to whom the merit is given to heal the world. Dr. Zelenko was sent a unique gift. He was the one to whom the knowledge of how to uh, heal, how to cure people and, and keep people well during a complex virus, someone was going to be sent the refua, and it was him. In order to be the one who was chosen from above to receive that recipe, you have to have trained yourself for many years before to be a fitting vessel. So that work just began. What he did, he's now asking us, and we're very aware, he's very clear in his last weeks that he's asking us to carry on the battle that he began. So our job is to step into, to become brave or further being brave, noble, determined, um, with the ability to heal the world. Okay, so now we're doing Chapter Olive because this learning hopefully will move us along that path. Okay, Olive. Now, the, the, don't, don't get scared by the English. It's pretty cryptic, but I'm going to translate it. I'm going to translate English into English. The end is wedged in the beginning, and the beginning is wedged in the end. We've all heard that. It's actually from Sefer Yetzirah. And what is it telling us? It's telling us that space and time is not a line. You know, you think, you, you start a line, you draw a straight line, take a ruler, start over here, and draw a straight line all the way to the end. Right? Now, when you're saying, now, is time a straight line? It started at the beginning and it's going to come to the end. It's one long line of history. You ever see those graphs of history? It's a long line. It's straight. But the Sefer Yetzirah is saying, not at all. If the end is wedged in the beginning, the beginning is wedged in the end, then picture that line. How are they connected? Because the little child will ask, you know, all of this, we have to be like Rashi's little five-year-old who asks obvious questions. The little child will ask, wait a minute, the, the beginning is all the way over there. And the end is already all the way over there. If I'm going, going on a trip to New Zealand, so I may start off in, um, I'm, I'm beginning my trip in New York. And then I'm ending my trip in, you know, somewhere in New Zealand. So they're not in the same place. You know, if I get to New Zealand and I forgot my slippers, um, I can't just pop upstairs and go in the drawer and get it because it's back there. So the beginning of time is back there, long time ago. And the end of time is all the way up there. If it's a straight line, they're not connected. So if Sefi Yatsira is saying the beginning is wedged in the end and the end in the beginning, vice versa, it means somebody took this line of time and made it into a circle. Right? You know, you have a uh, a necklace and it's laid out on the table in a straight line. But then you, you know, sometimes it's just kind of a one-piece just one long straight line of kind of a gold thread. And then what you do is 
you make it into a circle and you clasp it behind your neck. So imagine all this time that, so to speak, Hashem takes this line of time and he makes it into a circle and he connects the two. That's what it means in Sefer Yisurah. Now, great. So now there's no beginning and no end. It just goes round and round and round and round and round. But if the Sefer Yisurah speaks about the beginning, there's got to be a beginning. The end is wedged in the beginning. So there's got to be some beginning and there's got to be some end, although we don't see it anymore because of the circle. So here's the, here's the surprise. Here's the really surprising. This is really, this is a really important thing. I would say fun fact, but I don't know. It's a little vernacular. This is a really important thing to know when we struggle with self-esteem. What is the beginning? The beginning refers to the first movement of Hashem's will toward the existence of Jewish souls. And the Medrash is called Yisrael. The beginning refers to Hashem had a desire for you. For you. What is the beginning of the whole thing? You. When Hashem had a desire that you should exist, that's called the beginning. The Jewish souls arose in Hashem's thought. He thought about us. And he wanted us to exist. That is the beginning. So this whole stuff, this world and all the history and past and present and future and the stuff and here, there, everywhere, all those continents and different climates and different people and stuff going on and the complexity and governments and all that stuff. Where does it all start? What's the beginning of all this stuff? And what was and what will be all this stuff? What is the beginning of all of history? The beginning is you. You. Hashem decided he wanted you to exist. And he had you in thought. Okay? So what's the end? The end is, called Dear B'dachtan, the full actualization of Hashem's will. He wants to be down here. He wants his essence revealed down here. So that's it. You constitute the beginning. Hashem fully revealed down here is the end. And at the same time, it's a circle. We promise you, it's not going to, these are not simple concepts. So just fasten your seatbelt. So here's an interesting thing. The beginning and the end and everything in between is multidimensional, interdependent, and hyperlinked on everything else. Meaning, watch these words. Every point along space-time contains Hashem's fullest wisdom and will for the revelation of his essence to his beloved children. What does that mean? Every moment in time, every single place is full of one thing. It's all, it's all flavored. It all has the same flavor. The flavor is Hashem's wisdom is saturated. I'm thinking of all these products, you know, it's all saturated with every single millisecond in time that ever was or ever will be. And every single place that ever existed or will exist is saturated with Hashem's fullest wisdom and his will that, that his essence be revealed to us. It says, everything with your wisdom you have created. 
That's what it says in Mishle. Mishle. Everything in the world has Hashem is saturated with Hashem's wisdom and his and his will. What is his will? What's the one thing Hashem wants? His wisdom we know. But what's his will? What does he want? You know, what does he think? Well, we know that by learning Tyra. That's what he thinks. What does he want? You know, sometimes like, what do you want? What do you want? Hashem, what do you want? What do I want? Yeah, what do you want, Hashem? You don't know. No, I don't know. What do you want, Hashem? What, what, what? That I want you. I want you. Nishmas Yisrael, I want you. And every single moment in time is permeated with my desire for you, says Hashem. And my wisdom of how to bring my, how to, how to make this a holy world. So Hashem's essence, so, and, and not, which part of Hashem? His essence. You can't give a name to Hashem's essence, and you can't describe it, because it's bigger than that. And so anything, any word you can use in any form, in any, it's too small to describe Hashem's essence. It's, it's big, it's bigger. It's bigger than all of that. And not only that, Hashem's essence doesn't have a beginning or an end. Well, that makes sense. We said the whole thing is really a circle. The beginning and the end. It's one big circle. So obviously Hashem's essence has no beginning or end. Because remember one thing. Okay, let's just say this. If Hashem's essence has no beginning or end, you know what that implies? He always was. He always is. And he always will be. He always was. He always is. And he always will be. So when we're talking about a beginning or an end, you know, the beginning is wedged at the end, etc. It's not about Hashem. There's no beginning or end to Hashem. The beginning means him beginning his desire for you. That's the beginning. Not if there's a beginning to his existence. He's 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 beyond the word forever. There's no beginning to Hashem's existence. But there is a beginning to him having his will aroused that you should exist. And his will, his desire, is what makes the whole plan that he has for the world work and be revealed. So here's one more question. Why did Hashem create the world? Right? He wanted us. He made us. There's him and there's us. Great. Done. Don't need anything more. Hashem, you wanted us. You made us. Here we are. We're, that's it. There's the marriage. And Hashem said, I know what you know, hey, you guys, it's great, but we we uh, we need a place to live. We need a place to hang out together, you and I, says Hashem. So I'm going to make a world. And you and I, for us to really have this marriage, it's for you and I to be on the same wavelength. I'll tell you. I'll, we'll learn Tyra together. We'll share the wisdom. And we'll share the job of bringing me, says Hashem, into this world 
through your mitzvahs. I want, Hashem is very clear, He says, I want my essence to be seen down here in this world, in space and in time. In this very place where, like, I'm infinite. You know, I'm beyond all time and space. I'm going to be in time and space. So here's the question. Come on. Hashem, if you're above time and space, how are you going to fit into time and space? You know, how are you going to fit an elephant? What is it through the eye of a needle? You can't do that. How are you going to fit an elephant through a, you know, a keyhole? Hey, could somebody open the door and let the, the elephant out of the, out of the, 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 the pen? And they say, no, no, it doesn't, it, it's locked, it doesn't open. They say, okay, so tell them to go through, tell them to go through the keyhole. That's ridiculous. You can't fit an elephant through that. So Hashem is not even just big and huge. He's infinite. So if he's infinite, how can he fit into a finite space? And here's the here's the clint. Here's the trick. You're talking about something that's infinite and something that's finite. This is called opposites, right? Like man I'll give you a bunch of the opposites. Man and woman, opposites. Spiritual and physical, opposites. Um uh, soul and body opposites. Uh, hold on, think of all the opposites. Milk to places, you know? Think of all these real opposite, opposite, opposites that don't seem to go together. How do you glue two opposites together? How do you put freedom into a tuna fish sandwich? They're like, come on. How do you put two such things together? They, they're total opposites. Says Hashem, there's only one thing. There's only one kind of glue that will glue opposites together, including there's one kind of glue. It's the same glue that's used to, to make a wedding, to take this boy and put him together with this girl, this man and put him together with this woman, two absolute opposites. What's the glue that will put these two opposites together? The glue is Hashem's essence. Only Hashem's essence can put together perfectly, in a perfect blend, two exact opposites. As we're going to learn this safer, we have to keep that in mind. This principle, what is the glue that puts together two complete opposites? Hashem's essence is that, so to speak, glue. I'm sorry for being disrespectful in the way I use these words is so, uh, you know, street language, but otherwise no one will understand what I'm talking about. And so he's saying here some examples of two opposites, infinite and finite, heaven and earth, miracles in nature, soul and body, spiritual material, husband and wife. Okay, now, now we're going to come to the Aleph because this chapter is about the Aleph. So, Remember that we said, Hashem said, I want you. And then he had us. He created us, at least in thought. And then he came to us and said, he didn't say, hey, guys, but let's pretend. Hey, guys, should we make a world? And we said, 
Yeah, okay. It says, Nimlach b'nishmaseyim. Nimlach b'tzadikim. He came and he consulted with the neshamas of tzadikim, meaning us, that should we make a world? And we said, okay, yeah. So, Hashem, how are you going to do it? He said, through my speech. Through my speech. Because it's an interesting thing. Uh, and the speech through the 22 letters. Just think about it. When there's somebody else in the room, you might talk to them. When there's nobody in the room, you're going to think. So if you see somebody sitting and talking, you figure they're either on the phone or there's somebody else in the room somewhere in the kitchen and you just don't see them. So they're talking to somebody, maybe. They're talking to Hashem. There's someone else. If they're just sitting and thinking, maybe it's because there's nobody else there. When you want to communicate with yourself, you usually think. When you want to communicate with somebody else, you talk. So Hashem said, if I want to make something that seems like it's something else other than me, I have to speak. So I'm going to speak the 22 letters of Tyra. And, it's, and the Baal Shem Tov says, forever, Hashem, your words stand firm in the heavens. If Hashem, thought, Hashem created the world through Asar Mamars, ten Mamars, ten sayings. And if, the Baal Shem Tov says, if for one, every single billy second Hashem is saying these ten sayings, these ten Mamars, again and again and again and again. And if, if he wanted to destroy the world, God forbid, very simple. You know, there was once a, a story about a few scholars got together and they said, what, what would Hashem have to do to destroy the world, God forbid? And one said, oh, a big a tsunami. And another one said, earthquake. We've had all those things in the past 15 years, haven't we? Right? And then one, one wise scholar said, no, 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 no. If Hashem wanted to destroy the world, God forbid, he doesn't have to do any of that. He just stops. For one split second, speaking to create the world, he stops saying, let there be a world, let there be sun, let there be moon, let there be light, let there be this, let. He just stops saying that for one second, and that's the end. Over. Because the, ele- the electricity, so to speak, through which Hashem um, operates the world and, and makes it work is his speech. Turn off the electricity. You know, the clock is going, you know, whatever. Turn off the electricity. Immediately the refrigerator <coughs> stops buzzing. You know, you have this big, heavy fan. Like, pull the plug. Quiet. That's the end. No more else. Yeah. Hashem stops speaking. Pull the plug. Boop. End of world. So. Um. Okay, so um, we're going to end this 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 point here, and we're in, in the next audio. We're going to go into the letter Aleph and really see what it has to do with all of this. So to end off, of course, with a bracha, but we see that the summary of this is we see that the beginning of all things is is you, and the whole purpose of all things is you. And your job, at the, on the one hand, it's a difficult job to bring Hashem's presence fully, to be fully revealed in this world, which is called Dear Patakhtan. It's not a simple job, especially since it's such a difficult world to be in. 
And yet, perhaps the knowledge is you are the center, you are the beginning of Hashem's will, and you always will be, empowers you to march forward and do the job um, because the goal that Hashem has to be fully united with us in a way that justifies all the struggle that we had, I guess, it will more than justify all the struggle that we that we had, and um, we will look back and realize what we created with all of our work and all of our struggle. And when may we find ourselves in the base of the Shlishi at the end of the the, the project already immediately now. Um, please tune in for the next. We're going to now discuss in the next audio the letter Aleph, which will complete this topic. Thanks so much.